powered by the number one REMAX real estate company in the world, Gold Nation. The Juggernaut Podcast is dedicated to helping real estate professionals and beyond become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe when the real estate professional thrives, everybody wins. Release the third Wednesday of every month. Each episode will leave you inspired, energized, and ready to be unstoppable. Want to learn more about the Juggernaut Podcast? Go to www.juggernautpodcast.com. Here's your hosts, Stephanie Flood and Anthony James. Hello, Gold Nation. Welcome to the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Anthony James, and I'm joined here today with co-host Stephanie Flood. How are you today, Stephanie? I am great. I am looking forward to focusing on our guest for today's episode. Oh, great word. The word focus. Excellent. Yeah, we have a fantastic interview lined up here today. And uh, I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I'm very excited to dive into this topic with a growth and leadership coach, Amy K. Musson, to discuss this important topic of focus. And this isn't going to be another, you know, kind of conversation on removing distractions and, you know, silence your phone and all the things that we kind of know intuitively or we've heard before about how to stay focused and to concentrate on a task at hand. We're going to take a little different spin on this topic with our special guest today. And really, it's about focusing on our full potential in today's world. And so this is going to be a great conversation with none other than growth and leadership coach Amy K. Musson. Amy is a certified ICF coach, a former Air Force officer, vice president, general manager, and company founder. Amy K. has her master's degree in counseling psychology from the Pacifica Graduate Institute. And she is also the author of Baby on Board, Becoming a Mother Without Losing Yourself, a guide for moms to be, and also the host of the Growth Moment podcast coming in March. So ladies and gentlemen, all members of Gold Nation, I'd like to welcome Amy to the Juggernaut podcast. How are you doing, Amy? Ah, fantastic. Excited to be with you too. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us here today. Um, Amy, I'd really like to just start the conversation and uh, allow the audience to get a little insight into your journey into finding your uh, your space in coaching back in 2002. And I know there's a lot there, but if you kind of give the high level of how you found yourself in the coaching space, that would be awesome. Absolutely. It was interesting. I think it was such a similar time post 9-11, post dot-com bubble bursting, a seminal moment for a lot of people where they shifted focus, revisited, why am I even here? What, am, what the heck am I doing now? Uh, I see a lot of similarities to this COVID moment where there's a lot of shifting. So mine took place of after running a lot of dot-com startups and I had a computer science background, very businessy. I felt a different calling is the only way to put it of, I think I'm supposed to do something else with my life now. And it was uh, not a clear cut logical choice. It was more of a, a feeling for a very analytical girl, you know, different territory. And so I, I said to my almost to be husband, I think I'm going to go become a coach. And he said, oh, well, that's interesting. Go take a few courses while you go get your next real job. I said, no, no, I think I'm going to really do this. And 
started to learn more about the industry and took some certifications and started that master's degree and never looked back. So there are those moments in time where everything changes when you listen to that deeper voice and trust yourself. And that was probably one of a handful of times where I really felt there was that deeper call to action. Um, You know, so all of my first half of my career, I brought that all along with me. Uh, The, what I call my logical analytical spreadsheet side of the, when are we going to do it? How will we know we've done it? Uh, Which fits very well in coaching, but also the, the deeper interest in human potential and growth and how do we become everything we can be? Those pieces I used all the time in my corporate world of managing staff and teams and found that I wanted to go deeper in that and one-on-one, not just balancing all of those multiple stakeholders, being able to turn my focus and gaze directly on an individual and say, all right, what are we going to do with you? So that's the nutshell version of you know, my big why, I think, is I am here to unlock as many people's full potential as possible. It sounds like you have put it all together kind of into one complete package. Really looking forward to learning more here today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the world. Certainly, we're we're all well aware of the last almost 12 months and how strange and unique and different and the weirdest time we've we've all ever seen has been happening. But I'm curious kind of what we're seeing in the professional world because so many of us now are working from home or partially working from an office and finding that we're working from maybe seven in the morning until we go to sleep and having those boundaries really be blurred and family time being lost in business time and just so much extra time being focused on everything in every possible direction. What are you seeing out there with your clients across North America? Yeah, it is the weirdest time um, for sure. And my clients span literally from college students to C-suite executives. I have uh, purposely created a very diverse clientele because it's what keeps me alive and interested. But what I'm seeing, Stephanie, is exactly that. Is both, it's almost like a kick in the gut for everyone of, of just this long marathon of Maybe we're going to get back to normal. Oh, nope, we didn't. Oh, you thought you could do this, and now you can't do that. And so there's this, almost this, well, everyone talks about this COVID fatigue and exhaustion that has set in, but it's this survival mode mentality has gone on for so long. And I think that's what I'm seeing is that, uh, I often talk about the neuroscience of it, is that we've been sitting in the back of our brain your amygdala, which is your fight, flight, freeze, for 12 months. And people are having a lot of difficulty activating that front part of the brain where your executive functioning and your creative ideas and seeing possibilities and solutions. So 
at an overarching theme, I am seeing people stuck. I am seeing people um, exhausted. I am seeing them not using their their normal, well, wait, I could do this, and what about that? Um, certainly motivation is way down, but it's the problem solving, I think, that I'm most struck by, that people have lost their ability for that, how can I? And there's a lot of why can't I going on? And I don't care if that's, again, it's one of my CEO clients or the college student that I literally talked to this morning that feels like there's no hope to get a job or to have a life. Yeah, Amy, you've said a lot there, and I really want to take some time to, um, you know, kind of explore some of the things that you've just shared. And, you know, we've diagnosed the problem, right? We're talking about, you know, yeah. the, the, the mental challenge that folks find themselves in during this time. So how do we unlock this full potential that you talk about and get from this mindset of getting through it to this kind of true reset of purpose and direction, as you would put it? So can you kind of help our audience explore those dynamics a bit? Yeah. So, Anthony, I think one of the first focus areas that I'm often working on with people is literally moving their gaze back to, hey, why are you here? Those simple questions again of what's your vision? Or my my very favorite uh, question is, what do you want? If you could have it the way you want it, what do you want? So people have stopped asking some of those big picture questions because it's been such a, how do I get through today? How do I get through this week? How can we eke out another month? You know, if it's some of my folks in the hospitality or restaurant or entertainment business, you know, literally, how can I survive small business owners? But getting back to that, why are you here? What do you want? So that's the first unlocking piece, I think. And then a really big focusing them back on their strengths reminding them, having them remind themselves of what is going well, what have you achieved, what are you good at, what strengths do you need to dial up. So that's for the Gold Nation folks listening today, just taking a breath and getting out of your minutia of just running from task to task and all those blurred boundaries and taking your own mini strategic retreat, even if it was 20 minutes, to get up 10,000 feet and ask some of those big questions again. I think people stopped asking about a year ago. Yeah, that really resonates because we talk so much here at Gold Nation about things that we can do instead of focusing on what we can't do. Cause certainly we've seen the real estate industry change dramatically in 12 months. And there was a lot of focus on, well, we can't do this. And so we've worked so hard on focusing on what we can do. So I, I love that. And going back to the, why are you here and what do you want? I think quite often we don't stop to think about those things. Instead it's okay, well, this is in front of me and it's on fire. So we need to attend to this right (laughs) now, right? And there's just so much of that. So let's talk about that professional who's working from home, who works from the Mm -hmm. minute that the alarm on the phone goes off, whatever time that may be, 4 or 4.30 in the morning, till they go to sleep at night. What's the best advice you can give that person to try to take back 
their day and to take back their personal space so that at five or six o'clock at night, that individual can kind of step back and feel accomplished during that course of that day and know that they can take the space for themselves and their own kind of mental break for the evening. I think, Stephanie, a couple of things pop in that I think are most valuable. And one, this might sound strange, but remembering who's in charge, that this is your life, your time, your money, your effort. And so almost a permission slip, giving back of, hey, how do you want to do it? What's your best way? So I think there's almost some magical wishing. If I just work hard enough, if I stay on it all the time, maybe I can push back these terrible things that are happening in the world. You know, so everyone's looking for some um, control almost. And so I see people working from dawn to bedtime because if I just work hard enough, maybe we'll be safe. Maybe we'll be okay. So kind of a combo of that's not what's going to keep this all going is exhausting yourself and the permission that it's okay to set some boundaries. It really is up to you. So that that's more the, the soft skill side of it, of uh, the emotional side. And then, Anthony, you mentioned at the beginning all those things that we all know. Turn your phone off and set, you know, set some time for you to exercise still, even though we might know it and seen a, a blog on it yesterday or saw something on LinkedIn. It doesn't mean we're walking that talk or living it. So I would bring people back to, okay, what's your top five, top ten smart things for yourself? And it, and also not cookie cutter, though, because what might work for one person to turn off their phone might be the worst thing for someone else. So uh, my coaching approach always is very never cookie cutter, always individual is you looking at where do you need those boundaries for you? And so the boundary might be for one person, hey, I do want to sit down with my homeschool kids and we're all going to have lunch together. And that's an important boundary. And somebody else might like, nope, I'm going to work hard all the way through. And then my boundary is going to come here at seven o'clock at night and I'm turning it all off and I'm not going to turn it back on mm-hmm. until the morning. So, so that piece too, almost taking a, a hit list of all the great uh, attention focusers and pick your top five and don't try to be perfect. Do the ones that are going to make the most difference. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, I was just going to say you're hitting on some really important points, obviously, and I'm reminded of a quote uh, by Samuel Johnson. It says, people need to be reminded more often than they need to be instructed, right? So when we talk about, you know, uh, removing distractions and the do not disturb functions of your phone or your computer and making that time, again, we've heard that stuff, but being reminded of it, of course, is really important. Well, and that's why I'm a big stickler. I don't care if your calendaring is electronic or you've got an old school planner, binder, whatever it is, or a big whiteboard up in your kitchen with your for your whole family. Do some time blocking, people. <laughs> Put it down, not just your work hours when you're going to be busy, but what you're focusing on in those blocks of time. It's stupid simple. 
but I would say 80% of us aren't doing it. We're just working hard. We're just busy. But where's the outcome? So in these two hours, yeah, I am going to ping 20 clients and prospects. Mm-hmm. That's my bottom line. And, and Gold Nation, I mean, these are some of right the top affiliates in the country. They know this stuff. They've taken all the, the smart coaching courses in real estate, and they've uh, set their goals. But somehow, I think a lot of those old tools have gone by the wayside this last year because people have been in survival mode. Yeah. Amy, I want to go back real quick um, to one of the points that you made around unlocking our full potential. And that was asking ourselves those questions. You know, why are you, why are you here? What's your vision? What do you want? And, you know, I think about the beginning of every year, a lot of folks ask themselves those types of questions, right? And so if you think back to January of 2020, I think many folks were asking themselves those exact questions. And then in March, COVID hit. So we have a challenge, right? And now working through that challenge. And so I'd love for you to share the story and the the, the journey you went on uh, during the season of your life when you authored the book. You authored that book mm. um, and, you know, sh- you had hopes and dreams and expectations and how that would, you know, play itself out, maybe how many copies you would sell and, you know, what you had, what you learned through that season of time. So I'd love for you to kind of share, you know, those challenges? Because I'm sure you asked yourself those questions, right? Like, what's my vision for this book? What do I want to do with this book? And then it didn't necessarily work out exactly as you would, you know, maybe have envisioned it and how you worked through that and learned from that moment. Sure. It's such an interesting piece when, especially when we go for something bigger, you know, a dream. I had always wanted to write a book and, and wanted to reach out to more people. So, did the book and spun up a little uh, side company. So I had my regular Amy Kate coaching practice. It's always been there, but I'm going to have this other one too called Empowered Motherhood. And I want to really take that coaching approach to the incredible challenge of becoming a mother, especially for professional women. And how do you have it all and balance it? So spun up some PR and a separate website and all these tools along with the book. And then on a Mother's Day, ironically, was in New York doing some PR on some local news program, and my own little baby boy was back home in California, and I found myself crying in a hotel room in Manhattan of, wait, what am I doing? I've become a mother and lost myself (laughs) because I forgot my why that the why wasn't just to have a certain amount of copies or to, quote, be famous. It was, the why was, I wanted to reach more people. I wanted to impact and help more people hit their full potential, including my own potential. And so it was one of the biggest lessons of my life of stepping back and saying, you know what? this level of busy, this level of output to take the book where it needed to be, I, I would have lost then the mother side. And so finding that as my co-author of that book always said, hey, you can have it all as long as you're really clear on what your all is. And so 
that that's that coming back, Anthony, to the purpose piece. So why? Wait, why are you doing this in the first place? I think often we can. Uh, so the book was a means to an end of impacting more people, but it morphed and became the end. Oh, the book is the end. This is what I have to do. I've got to make it super successful and forgot that, no, no, that was just a tool to get to my end goal. You know, so fast forward, golly, almost 15 years later, my, my son's now 15 and here I am starting a podcast of my own for that bigger why to impact more people. And so yeah, you got to take those, quote, failures or lessons or pivot of focus in stride. And I've learned over the years to kind of be the happy warrior of, okay, I've got this piece and I'm working on that. Oh, I think I've got a better way to do it. Let's pivot. So I don't know if that kind of touches on what you're asking. Yeah, I I love that. And that that visual of you sitting in the hotel in Manhattan <laughs> while your child is across the country when the book was in, intended to kind of talk about how you can do both is just, yes. it, that's powerful. Like, I think there's a moment where many of us can relate to that. So I love what you talk about there because you're talking about professional women trying to balance career and family and life and this this vision of having it all, which <laughs> that's so highly relatable for professional women of there's this media image of having to be perfect and having to juggle it all and having to balance it and not being successful if you, you don't, quote unquote, have it all. What would be your best advice for a busy professional you know, woman or, or anyone really who is struggling with that wanting to have it all, having that image of being perfect, but it's, it's too much or it's becoming too much. What's the best advice that you could give that person? And I think Stephanie, especially in this past year, I think the men are also struggling with that all because COVID has been the great equalizer. So many people, the whole family's at home. Everybody's dealing with homeschooling, remote learning kids, and how to juggle things, and how to get meals on the table. I've seen such a flattening of roles uh, across. I have one chief revenue officer, and we're coaching, and he's like, well, hold on. I've got to get the baby and do <laughs> and such. A year ago, that could have never happened. That That part of his life would never have uh, blurred over or blended in to his day-to-day. So I, I, I see that, that I think it's not just professional women going, how do we have it all? And that's exciting in a way that we're all facing it. So with that, again, that what does your all mean? Not somebody else's all or, or society's vision of what all And this comes into then what I often do with clients is how do you define success? You. Is it just a dollar value? Is it a certain work-life balance? Is it the impact that you want to make? Is it, is it who you want to meet or where you get to travel or is it about the what or is it how you do it? Most people have not sat down and looked at that 
bigger definition of success. So to me, that that's the very first step in, quote, having it all is not just prioritizing or compromising, but it's, it's a clarity of focus and definition of why you're here and what's going to make it worth the ride. That's so good, Amy. You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in things don't happen to me. They happen for me. And when you, when you look at, you know, the landscape of our world today, it's so easy to get caught up into, man, this COVID thing, look what it's doing to me and how it's changing my, my life. But, you know, I try to look at it through that different lens of, well, it's happening. If it's happening for me, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this, you know, challenge and the season that we find ourselves in? And I just love the questions that you, you know, kind of pose here to the audience to just take a moment and listen to yourself and ask yourself those important questions of, you know, why, why are you here? What, what are, what is your vision? What are you doing? What do you want to do? And, you know, I, I think if, if agents specifically would ask themselves those questions around, you know, their career in real estate, I think we would have some answers to the question of, you know, why are we selling real estate in the first place? Or why did I get mm-hmm. into the business? Mm-hmm. And you take yourself back to, you know, the aspiring entrepreneur, brand new agent getting in the business that was extremely optimistic and just enthusiastic about getting into the business to maybe help change lives or help people achieve the American dream of home ownership, or to have that unlimited earning potential, or the ability to learn and understand how to invest into real estate and have that path into financial freedom. Those are probably some of the answers that agents would have to those questions. So reminding ourselves of why we're here in the first place, regardless of what's going on around the world, I think that is just such a powerful practice for agents to walk through, especially during a time like this. Well, and it, I, I, the concept that they often call that, for, what are your first principles? What are your foundations of why you're here? And so you're right, the young agents or the new agents, they, they're pretty clear and they're fired up. And then years go by and you're running the business and you're, you know, your own little empire. And corporations go back to first principles in their strategic planning every year, usually. Who's our core customer and what are we here to do and what's our mission and what's our purpose? And But even they sometimes get lost, but especially for agents is, are you having an annual strategic planning retreat with yourself or if you have a team with your team for real, going back to first principles? Are you quarterly having an hour or two with yourself for lunch to go, okay, Anthony, what are you here for? What's working? What's not? What can you do? Uh, I often tell clients to book those little mini personal strategic planning for you, your career, your family, your personal growth. That certainly should be annual, but I like to see it quarterly in the calendar, non-negotiable, can't be moved. And you take yourself off and you find a quiet spot or maybe it's a brainstorming spot with your informal board of advisors that you've mm-hmm. set up over the years. Have a strategic retreat. So it, it sounds, I don't know, manufactured maybe or a little goofy, but those are the people I see who don't lose focus, don't lose purpose, because they keep coming back to it. 
Yeah. And again, what I see as well is when we get into that mindset of things happen to me and not for me, mm-hmm. if we're in that mindset, mm-hmm. um, I oftentimes see cynicism rise up pretty, pretty strongly where all of a sudden it's like, you know, this dang COVID, you know, like now I have to follow all these extra things and, you know, just to conduct my business. And there's, there can be just a lot of negative energy that is created and cynicism that comes about because we're in this mindset of this is happening to me. And now I've got to do this, that, and the other. And it just creates, you know, this friction that I see oftentimes in the way an agent can think about what they're doing in the business. And again, reminding themselves why they got into it in the first place, I think, again, is a very important. Well, it lifts you up, right? It, it, pulls you above that cloud of negativity. And I'm so loving what you're saying, Anthony, of, again, for me or to me. A victim mindset, I think, is one of the most contagious things out there. You know, not to speak lightly of contagion, but it is. It's one person talking about that, oh, and this happened and I can't, and and then the next person, and I, I see a lot right now of people, they wanting to connect with others, and they're connecting through negativity about, let's talk about the hardship, let's talk about how unfair, or let's talk about how sad, and it is, all of it, it's terrible, terrible thing. And we all as humans need to have a moment for that venting, sharing, grieving, but we're all carrying it on way too long it's taking over that it's the only conversation and when are when do we get to and when can you invite someone to connect through the positive the possible and so it's exactly what you're saying of flipping the language into what is here for me and that's with some of my favorite actually gold nation clients that i have they have almost come alive because there's some great news in the real estate industry right now in different markets where it's on fire because everyone from my state is moving to other states. So there's a lot going on and I see them going, oh my gosh, this is a golden opportunity. How can I take advantage of this? How can I grow more in this year than I ever have before? And to me, that's electrifying. I love that. And focusing on the positive, making a conscious decision to mm-hmm. find the positive. I, I talk to my daughters regularly. We talk about things that if you're unhappy with something that's happening in your life, you kind of have two choices. You can accept it, at which point in my house, at least you don't get to complain about it any longer. Or <laughs> you can make a decision that you're going to change it and you're going to impact it. And I feel like that's kind of where our world is right now, right? Where so many people, you can focus on the negative, but if you're not going to change it, you know, let's stop complaining about it. Let's find something positive to talk about instead of dwelling in that negativity. It's so easy to talk about the negative. That's what everybody has in common. We can all complain together, but... And again, we can connect through the negative, but I challenge the listeners with their clients, with the buyers and sellers out there, even if They have to sell because they lost their job in COVID. You can't just, you know, have, but be happy. I mean, you need to be empathetic and acknowledge and and, uh, support people. But I challenge the listeners, how can you connect from the positive with the clients out there? 
I think that is a fantastic message that we can all carry back, that we can really focus on the positive that's happening, even in a scary, negative, weird time that we can connect with really anybody with whom we come in contact with being positive, even if it's just that sharing of a smile with a stranger that walks by, because you never know how you could impact someone else's yeah. day by choosing to be positive and share that message. And even if they're and wearing a mask, even if they're wearing a mask, even if they're wearing a mask, smile with your eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stephanie, what I was going to say is, and it's not just, you know, putting lipstick on a pig, you know, being positive. Sometimes it's acknowledging. So if someone is going through, your daughter is going through a tough time, I really see how hard you're trying. I, you know, acknowledging what you're seeing them bring to the table in adversity. So with a buyer or a seller, gosh, you've done a beautiful job in getting ready, this house ready. I really see this, this, and this. So that specific, not just happy talk, but it's the deeper positive, bringing people up, bringing them out, naming and calling out where you see somebody um, stepping up and, and, and just who they be. That is some of the most, most strengthening positive. Mm-hmm. Amy, if, if you would, I would love for you uh, to just kind of share with the audience some practical tips on control. I think we all love control and would like more control in our days and in our lives. And uh, man, this is a an uncontrollable type of world we find ourselves in. And, you know, we're in our houses and like we've talked about, we're working and all the dynamics and, you know, trying to homeschool, all that stuff. And it can feel out of control. So is there any practical advice you can give the audience just on controlling their day, controlling their mindset as they approach uh their day today and and moving forward. So again, I would pull it back to each specific individual listening today of, so with your mindset, you don't want to use somebody else's tool that really does nothing for you. So if it's a gratitude journal that really shifts your head, freaking do it. Put it on your bathroom counter. You brush your teeth twice a day. Hopefully do it then. If it, for somebody else, it's meditation, then make sure that that is non-negotiable. Somebody else, if it's getting out for a run, because you can still do that, it's picking not too many things, not a big laundry list of, oh, I'm going to just be awesome this week and overburdening, but control one or two or three mindset, mindset tools and book them in. Put them in where you're going to that there's no way that you can leave those on the wayside. Same piece is control your business. What are the one, two, or three things you know that is your secret sauce that is uh, what differentiates you in the marketplace? Make sure those are built in. So I think that's the first place I go, Anthony, is less is more in this case and weaving them in, locking them into your day, and ruthless with some of the time wasters. For those listening today, look at it. Is it scrolling through Instagram or Facebook? Put the freaking timers app on your phone that only lets you do so much of that. Or uh, 
setting uh, boundaries around how much mindless TV, because you're just so fried, start with something else for 20 minutes and then put your, your free mindless time. So it's, it's more pieces in your schedule. I hate to be harping on that, but it, that's because that is, you do control more of your time than you're willing to admit. I don't know if that's helpful or gives enough uh, enough practical tips, but it is the pick a few things, lock them in, and do those well, and you're going to shift your whole day. I think those are perfect. The perfect number of items for our listeners to potentially implement into their lives. I can relate uh, definitely to having my 4 a.m. workout blocked off on the calendar because Darn it, that happens every day because I know after that, things get a little crazier. So I make sure I have that blocked out. So I love that advice. Incredible. It, it makes a difference. You start your day off right. Um, I, I have learned so much from you today. I really appreciate it. My favorite thing is the talk about remembering who's in charge and giving yourself a permission slip. I think that's mm. such a powerful way to look at things and going back to making things okay for you to do certain things or things to work. So I, I appreciate everything you have shared with us today. I want to see if you have any final thoughts for our listeners and if you can also share with them of how they might be able to connect with you if they want to get in touch and, and get more information. I think my final thoughts, Stephanie, are each person listening, you, you one person, you matter. You are vital. You're important. You can make all the difference in your life for yourself, first and foremost, for your family, for your community, for your clients. You have unbelievable, unlimited power. And so I think that's what I want each person to take into their heart is that you deserve your time and attention and focus what you are bringing to the world is precious. We need you to be at your full potential. So treat yourself as the most precious resource and asset you have. That's, that's my what I want everyone to walk away with today. And to reach me, um, my main coaching website is amykcoaching.com. And then, as I mentioned, I have an exciting new podcast coming, thegrowthmoment.com, where twice a month I'm interviewing, uh, not interviewing, coaching my, some of my favorite clients, all the way from the college students to the C-suite executives, so that they have a growth moment. But it's really for the listener where I'm handing out tools and epiphanies, and so that everybody, it's back to that big purpose of I want to impact as many people as possible. And so find me there as well. Well, I think your final thought there was very much a mic drop moment, Amy. I think that was <laughs> a really powerful way 
to to end our show today. Anthony, any final thoughts for our audience? I just want to say thank you, Amy, so much for joining us today. This has been uh, a phenomenal conversation, and I'm just so excited that uh, our listeners can take away some great tips, nuggets, and practical ways to unlock their full potential and just uh, take themselves back and ask themselves those important questions of what do they want? Why are they here? What's the vision for themselves? And what you said earlier, Amy, uh, couldn't be said better. Uh, we, You are your most important asset. Take care of yourself, focus, and ask yourself those questions. So thank you, Amy. We appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this month's episode of the Juggernaut Podcast. We'll see you guys next month. Thank you for joining us and listening to the Juggernaut Podcast. Our vision is truly to inspire our listeners to become an unstoppable force, not only in business, but also in life. To develop that juggernaut mindset that will embrace conflict, overcome adversity, and influence positive impact in the communities we live, work, and serve. It is time to awaken the juggernaut in us all. We look forward to bringing you another inspiring episode next month on the third Wednesday right here on the Juggernaut Podcast. Until then, take care and continue to be unstoppable.